boy, this one hurts. In the first period of game three last night at D.C., Stanley Cup final, Vegas totally dominated the first ten minutes or so, but couldn't score. Lots of chances. Holtby made some decent saves, but mostly Vegas just missed. Crapped out. Busted. Scared money. And the worst was James Neal. Gigolo Jimmy had six by four. 24 square feet of nothing but net, and he missed. Neal hit the post. Then TJ Oshie scored for Washington about five and a half minutes later, and Washington never looked back. 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, game over, just 20 minutes in. Now it's three games to one in favor of Washington, and the Golden Knights are drawing dead. If Neal scores, it might have been different. But he didn't, and now Washington is going to win the Stanley Cup. It's sad to say, but hey, Gigolo Jimmy. You just made the list. Like I said, that one hurts. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Cunt on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Okay, let's reset the show. We talked with Bomboli earlier about the possibility of trading Phil Kessel. Bomboli says it's about a one in three chance that Kessel gets traded, so the likelihood he will be back with the Penguins. Uh, now that we've talked about it and, and tried to make some sense of what you could get back for Kessel and the reasons for trading him, what are your thoughts, Penguins fans? Four one two three 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 WXDX. If you could get a, a, a top nine left wing, a middle pair defenseman, and a legit prospect, and you'd get cap relief too, in exchange for Phil Kessel, would that be worth it? Also, the only reason they want to trade Kessel, and let's let's not pretend otherwise, and I'm not knocking Sullivan, this is just a fact. Sullivan doesn't like working with him. If that wasn't a problem, they wouldn't even be considering trading Phil Kessel. So your thoughts on that, 412-333-9939. Your thoughts on the Capitals being just one win away from the Stanley Cup. Uh, does how the Capitals have played since beating the Penguins redeem the Penguins at all in your mind? One thing that's made me think is that the Penguins are, are still real close. Turns out Matt Murray, statistically, is the best goalie in these playoffs against Washington, despite your criticism. And Marc-Andre Fleury, not knocking Flower, but his goals against in the final is 4.08. And the Capitals have been disciplined and made that extra pass and Flurry's defense has just hung him out to dry. Again, last night was the first time the Capitals, excuse me, the Knights, Golden Knights, the first time Vegas looked like an expansion team all year long. Uh, Donald Trump canceled the Eagles' visit to the White House because only 10 were going to show up. Really, the Eagles canceled their own visit, if you want to look at it pragmatically, but I don't blame the Eagles at all. When this whole controversy started, I said, okay, just go to the White House. It's what the teams do, yada, yada. 
But but the president has acted like such a bore and a jerk off in the interim that that why would you go? Why would you be part of his dog and pony show? And in particular, if you're an NFL player, he just called all y'all sons of bitches over the anthem controversy during last season. Why would you go and and meet with the guy who called you sons of bitches? That's disrespect, and I think that word is overused, but uh, not in this case because that's blatant disrespect. And we have a president who continues to use the National Football League and the National Anthem as a divider by way of dividing and conquering, by way of his own personal agendas and PR. And it is absolutely embarrassing to say nothing of illegal. He is is corrupting private enterprise for his own personal gain. That is illegal. You know what the guy acts like? The guy acts like he got elected king. Then once he got elected, he can just do anything he wants. And, and let me tell you, I say again, I waited for this guy to get to this point before I criticized him, but he's just gone too far. Gone absolutely too far. And now it's intruding on football, which means I have to talk about it, which I resent very deeply. Oh, how about this news? There's that uh, summit coming up between him and King Jong-un. I still like Kim Thong un Kim Kardashian. But Trump's going to meet with Kim Jong-un in Singapore. You know who is reportedly going to sit in on the meeting? Dennis Rodman, who is friends with Kim Jong-un, has visited often. Rodman's taking credit for getting this meeting together. What kind of circus act is it when Dennis Rodman is sitting in on a meeting between Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un? It's ridiculous is what it is. It's farcical and an embarrassment is what it is. Also, wrestling fans, here's some news uh, that that pertains to real life. Uh, This Dr. Amon, this WWE doctor, not Dr. Maroon, who's based here in Pittsburgh, but this other Dr. Amon, he sued uh, CM Punk, the former WWE wrestler, because Punk had been openly critical of him. He sued him for... uh, I guess slander's the spoken word, whatever he sued him, but Punk won the lawsuit today. He was found not guilty, and uh, that's good news because that's just WWE being a bully, you know, uh, to to an employee that did right by them for many, many years. And that's why I don't miss wrestling at all. Seriously, that's why I don't miss wrestling at all. You have to really subvert your dignity, whether you know it or not, to participate in wrestling, not that there's only one company and you are at their beck and call. So good for Punk, Phil. He's been on this show many times. Not always been a great guy on this show. Came to the studio once. He was like the greatest guy ever. A couple times on the phone, he was real. A, a, a dink is what he was, but but I like the guy. And I'm glad he won this lawsuit. So anyway, there you have it. We could talk about all this crap. Let's go to Mike on the Parkway. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, uh, just calling about the potential of Phil Kessel being traded. Uh, DK wrote yesterday about his interview with Jim Rutherford, and Jim Rutherford, said, Jim Rutherford said, no, I have no interest in trading Phil Kessel, but is he just saying that, and then if the right deal comes along? Well, I, I don't know why trader? Jim's saying that, and I would never call him a liar, but I remember last year when he said Derek Pouliot was going to be a regular on the Penguins this year, and then he traded him. Right. I, I feel like if the right deal comes Whatever along, Jim is doing, he has a good reason 
because he's done nothing but right by the Penguins since he took over as general manager, as two Stanley Cups obviously attest to. But uh, but uh, I, I think they're going to try to trade Phil Kessel. I just don't think they can do it. I think I think between his quirks and the term of his deal, the salary not so much. And I think Rutherford knows it's a better team if they keep Phil. And you can't just let the coach run the guy out of town because he doesn't like working with him. I mean, I get it. I wouldn't like coaching Phil either, and I'm a big Sullivan fan. But they got to figure out a way to work together because the Penguins will be better if they do. And and, and I continue, and again, I, I hate to come off as critical of Mike. This is for his own good, the stuff I've talked about. I'm sure he might not feel that way if he's heard it. But but this is a player's team here in Pittsburgh. It's not a coach's team. It's a player's team. And if Mike would be the impetus for Kessel being traded and the team was worse, it wouldn't take him that long to lose the players. And I think that coaching the Penguins comes with a pretty brief expiration date as it is, although Mike is nowhere nowhere near his at this point. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We have no guests for the rest of the show. So I guess you need to call. This time of year, I wouldn't say I hate it because, like, it's nice to get a break from going to all the games. And I love Penguin games, but it's nice to have a little bit of free time at night. But there's not much to talk about that I care about. Seriously. So help me out. Call up and come up with something, anything, I guess. And I think when I'm desperate, my best material is conjured up. But, uh, but uh, and the, you know what's funny? I don't want to keep coming back to the Trump and the Eagles thing. But I feel I have to because it is intertwined with sports. And this guy is using the most powerful sports league in the world for his own benefit, illegally so. How can I not talk about it? And like I've said to the occasional person on Twitter says, if you talk politics, you're going to be in trouble. First off, I talk politics maybe well, actually, since Trump took over, it's been more often. But even with Trump, since he started sticking his finger in the NFL's pie, I've talked I've talked about politics maybe five, six times, you know, on a on a pretty much of the show's content basis, and that's not that much. But like I keep saying, if you don't want to listen because of it, don't listen ever again because I don't care. I've never cared. When do you people can understand that? That is why the show is so pure and unfettered, because I just don't care. Let me tell you, when I got into radio, let me tell you what I was. I was a failed sports writer, not because of any lack of talent, but because, honestly, a fat white dude just wasn't going to get much to do with the Post-Gazette, not when there were Chinese guys to put on the Penguins beat. And I'm not saying that he did bad because he was a Chinese guy, David Guo. I'm just saying he did bad because he was terrible and had never covered hockey in his life. And they did that to have a Chinese guy on the beat as opposed to a fat guy. And then they put a woman on the beat. And, and so anyway, I was a failed sports writer. I got into radio with nothing to lose. And that attitude is what's carried me and made me great. And I'm not going to, you know, play it safe after all these years. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? You know I feel bad for, by the way? I've not yet mentioned this. Well, I don't feel too bad. 
uh, Rob Rogers, the Post-Gazette cartoonist, they like spiked all his cartoons last week. And not because they were offensive, but because they didn't agree with them. They were all critical of Trump and his agenda with the football player, stuff like that. When did the Post-Gazette go right wing? I thought the Trib used to be the right wing paper or whatever. You know, and don't get me wrong. It's their paper. They can do what they want. But we can also talk about it out here in the real world. And if it was offensive, it's one thing. But for a newspaper to set policy for its editorial cartoonist and to censor him when he doesn't follow it, boy, that that that's really bad. That's really, really bad. Then again, i got to tell you, David Shribman, the editor there, and I know this is above him, but what a gutless punk he is. And I would never expect David Shribman to ever battle for the right thing to be done. And the funny thing about him is, he's as left as they come. So to not fight the battle, he is like even a bigger coward than I thought he was. And I always thought he was a chicken scratch SOB from the minute I laid eyes on him. Wow. I mean, for him to be exposed like he's being exposed, I mean, I knew, but now we all do. We can all see. And I hope he's listening because he is a son of a bitch. 105.9 X. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. I'm one of a kind on the radio. Thank you for being the best damn radio host in Pittsburgh. It's a family affair. The X at 105.9. Boy, we had a board full of calls and two people hung up just as we came on the air. What a bunch of jerks. Here's a comment, by the way, by Jerry Gallant, the Vegas coach. He said that the Knights need to defend better on the Caps lateral passes that have made Marc-Andre Fleury's series uh, so bad. He's not blaming Fleury for the team's struggles, and neither am I. The Caps have just executed, and the Vegas Golden Knights have not been ready for the nuance that uh, Jerry Gallant mentioned. Okay, let's go to Anthony in the Parkway. Anthony, you're on with Double M. What do you think of just getting rid of uh, Mark Sullivan, the key Tesla? Who's Mark Sullivan? The head coach for the Penguins? No, no, he's Mike Sullivan. So when you Mike don't Sullivan. even know the coach's name, I tend to not take you very credibility as someone to discuss this. Anything else? Okay, Mike Sullivan. Okay, what about him? Who is he? You know who he is. The Penguins head coach. Are you sure about that? Are you sure it's not Mark Sullivan, Ed Sullivan, Gilbert O. Sullivan? No, I know it's Mark. Okay. I think of getting rid of him to save Castle. I mean, he's a tremendous player, so. I, I think you work it out like adults and keep them both. I got to go now. Yeah, it's a really think- big shoe, and I have to finish it. Okay, the composers were Gilbert and Sullivan. But there was a guy named Gilbert O'Sullivan who did that really weepy song, Alone Again, Naturally. Is that right? Oh, what a suicidal song that was. When I was a kid, I heard that song. It made you want to jump off a friggin' cliff. Let's go to Chris in Cannonsburg. Chris, you're on with Double M. Mark, uh, I, I kind of want to agree with you as far as backing the, the Eagles, but I think I'm kind of disappointed on both sides. I think that if they were, they don't just show up for a picture. If they were actually, if if they went to the White House, they could actually engage in some dialogue and maybe. Do you really uh, think you can reason with the horse's ass? 
Do you really think there's any dialogue to be had with Donald Trump? If you don't try to have the conversation... No, 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 no. You can try all you want. There is no dialogue to be had with them. There just isn't. He uses things like that to his own end. He would have started yelling out stuff. If, if somebody would have said something to him in public uh, about, you know, what they were protesting, you're disrespecting veterans. You're disrespecting the flag. You will stand at attention because that's what the people want. That's what he would have done, brah. That's what he would have done. You can't reason with a horse's ass. Okay. Uh, I mean, as a, as a veteran, I'm not offended by them doing it in protest. But, you know, we fought for everybody's rights. I mean, I would like for them to at least try to have the conversation. Yeah, did you not hear out. a word I said? Yeah, you ramble on about talking to a No, no, I, I didn't ramble I on. Like I didn't now. ramble on, jerk off. I said that you can't reason with the horse's ass and i guess i'm proving that now because i'm acting like one but what didn't you understand you think he, you're gonna go in there and he'll suddenly turn into mahatma gandhi I, I, you don't know unless you try yeah you do know without trying which is why they didn't goodbye you know and again i'm not drawing this comparison not directly either you know who everybody tried to reason with between 1933 and 1939? Hitler. You know who everybody appeased between 1933 and 1939? Hitler. Turned out you couldn't reason with him. And again, I would never make that comparison. Hitler was one of a kind when it came to being malevolent. But, but you can't reason with people who refuse to be reasoned with. And there is no point in trying. Let's go to Ron and Weirton. and Ron, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to give you a shout-out for having the courage and the backbone to stand up for the NFL players. You've taken some uh, petty personal attacks. Oh, I don't care. I'm ready to quit this job anyway. <laughs> well, retire. Retire is a better word. No, when you're that good at something, you ought to stick with it. Well, they'll have to pay me more, that's all. <laughs> all right, hey. Power to you, brother. Power to the people. More one two three 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 ninety nine. No, I have no desire to quit. I could, I could afford to, but uh, again, this show is just about saying whatever I think all the time about anything. Let's go to Jake in Murraysville. Jake, you're on with Double M. Trump will live in your head rent free twenty four seven airs. What does that mean? What exactly does that expression mean, living in my head rent-free? I have 166 IQ in my head rent-free. I know the words to God bless America. I don't have to pay rent on that. And I don't make an ass of myself every day. You know, he's living proof, or you're going to hang up, like every Trumpite does when you confront him with common sense. Okay? He may be the president. He may be a billionaire. He's a piece of crap. Okay? I'd rather be a lower-paid fat. Well, I guess I'm a piece of crap too, but you get my drift. I just, I can't believe what's happened to that office. I can't believe it. And again, if you listen to this program regularly, I was very patient, took quite a while to arrive at this point of view. Very patient and took quite a while to arrive at this point of view. And some of the things he's done, like with employment, the economy, a lot of it's benefited me, the economy stuff. And I understand that. 
But I just don't want a president, I don't want represented by a buffoon. You know, I don't think the NFL should have to be blackmailed by a buffoon. Sorry, but I feel that way. And if that costs me in some way, that's okay. But he's an absolute buffoon. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up, brother? Hey, Double M. Oh, I love Sally Wiggum, but not as much as soccer. I think it's the best thing I've almost ever heard. The X at 105.9. If you're thinking of going to the pirate game, Sean Rodriguez is not playing, so I would think there would be no point in walking up and buying a ticket. Uh, Polanco is playing, if you're into that. I am not, and... Uh, Joe Musgrove's pitching, and I, I was there last Wednesday when Musgrove uh, showed some balls on behalf of the Pirates and pitched a great game and put in a hard slide at second base to break up a double play. And uh, i become a Joe Musgrove fan during his brief time with the Pirates. Let's see what he does tonight to see if he can keep going what he's got going. Uh, by the way... Uh, Regarding when I talk about politics, and in particular Trump and his impact on the NFL with uh, Circus Act incidents like disinviting the Ravens from the White House today, you know what the secret is? They don't want to stop talking about it. Like tomorrow, I won't talk about it at all. It was the conversation today. It won't be the conversation tomorrow. That's how you keep a sports show from becoming a political show. You know when to quit. And as of 6 o'clock today, barring more developments between now and tomorrow, that is where the conversation will end. Uh, one thing I won't stop talking about for a while, I have a bone to pick with Leonard Skinner. Uh, they are engaging their farewell tour. So, I look at the dates. They're coming to Pittsburgh, I'm going there. Their last show was scheduled for Atlanta, which is their uh, not their hometown, they're from Jacksonville, but Atlanta's always been kind of their spiritual home. They recorded their live album there at the Fox Theater. And I believe recorded there back when Al Cooper was producing the band. So I get like a $700 ticket for the last show in Atlanta, third row. Guess what? They add another leg to the tour. It now runs through the new year. And I'm not going to be able to dump that ticket. For one thing, you have those fancy schmancy like meet and greet tickets. And I'm not going to meet and greet. I Well, I might for that. I might not now because I'd want to, you know, have words with whoever extended the tour. Now, see here, Gary Rossington. But but those expensive tickets, you have to pick them up there so you can't put them on the secondary market. I'll go, but I'll be pissed. Actually, I might go. They're playing December 1st in Atlantic City. I might add a third show to my itinerary depending on the Penguin schedule. Oh, and... Uh, Right now, their last show is scheduled to be on some Southern Rock cruise, which would be kind of a hokey finish. But then again, they only have one guy left from the original band, so I, I don't criticize them for that. People want to hear the songs. And, you know, they're only playing weekends because that's all that Gary Rossington at his age and and uh, physical condition could take. You know, let's face it, without him, you know. Then again, I've seen Foreigner play shows with – Without McJones there. Still pretty good. But but Skinner, and I don't say this in any way laughing. There are guys who replaced the dead guys, and now they're dead too. 
Like Leon Wilkerson survived the plane crash, played in the reform Skinnerd, passed away. A guy named Ian Evans took his place. He died too. I just think that that Skinnerd music, that sound, was so unique and so fabulous. People classified as Southern rock, and I suppose they're right because of their roots in Jacksonville. But to me, it doesn't sound that Southern except for the vocals. To me, it's a marriage of Southern rock with, with like English hard rock, like Led Zeppelin. I think it's just absolutely brilliant. I don't think there's been more than a handful of bands uh, that are in a class with Leonard Skinner. 412-333-9939. Let's go to Bob in Bethel Park. Bob, you're on the Mark Madden Show. You're on the air, Bob. Okay, Bob's not there. Good. Sports Illustrated, uh, Robert Klemko writing a story. President Trump is using the NFL as a distraction for bigger issues surrounding the White House. Well, duh. I don't have to read that story to know it's absolutely correct. It's the classic, don't look here, look over there. I think Trump's bright in terms of manipulative. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. But you can only fool smart people for so long. Maybe him and Bob Nutting should discuss their... They're not totally dissimilar plights. Because you can't fool all the people all the time. Can't do it indefinitely. 412-333-9939. Tonight's kind of a dead night in sports. I'm going to have to watch the Pirate game. Yikes. Maybe I will go. I got to tell you, those Cambrian Club tickets were just a little cheaper. They're two and a quarter per ticket per game. If they were 100 per game, I'd go 20 times. That's how much fun it is to sit there and get that surface and that view and that food and the drink. If it was 100 bucks a game, not 225, I would sit there. I should talk to Mr. Nutting and try to negotiate a deal. Hillbilly Prince, what if I would give you 2,000 bucks, let's say for 18 games? Wonder if they'd take it. Because let me tell you, it was not sold out the night I was there or even close. And I would take, you know, the the, the games that were off peak, like the, the lesser opponents, the weeknight games. I gotta get a hold of Jordan Wadsworth, my ticket guy down there. Try to cut a deal. Let's go to Jeff and Overbrook. Jeff, you're on with Double M. How you doing, Mark? Terrific. All right. Did you watch Long Gone yet? I called you yesterday. No, no, and I'm not going to. Uh, what well, else you got? You would, you would like that. Okay, I'm not going like, to watch it. So what else you got? Is that it? It's like Brockman. Yep, not going to watch. It. Goodbye. Like, Jeff the Dink from Brookline, Overbrook's going to call up and say, hey, you should watch Long Gone. Oh, okay, I'll run right home and watch it. What I'm watching right now, and this is a very meritorious effort on my part. The last time I did this with an entire series was Breaking Bad. Because I never watched Breaking Bad when it was in first run. I watched the DVDs all the way through. And I did every episode on the treadmill. I attempted to do that with Orange is the New Black because I heard it was good. It wasn't. I mean, not for me. I know it's critically acclaimed, but I got through five episodes. I just didn't like it. 
It was trying to be a female version of Oz and failing miserably. Uh, So, I am watching the Larry Sanders show from beginning to end on the treadmill. It is so good. It is so funny and groundbreaking. Like, I can't wait to get on the treadmill. Because I, I, what I do is I never watch it other than the treadmill. So if I want to watch something that entertains me a great deal, i got to get on the treadmill. I am so good at psyching myself out. It's unbelievable. Let's go to Dave in Moon Township. Dave, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up, man? I just wanted to ask, because uh, there's so many rumors flying around this time of year for the Penguins, is there any legit chance they sign Kovalchuk? No. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Why would why would you sign a 37-year-old guy who hasn't played in the NHL, what, in four years? I didn't say I would sign him. I'm saying rumors are crazy. And, and don't forget, he, he is not exactly a joy to coach either. Nope. You know what, you know what they could do? They could put what? Kovalchuk, Kessel, and Sprong as the top three right wings, and then every <laughs> shift, uh, Stalin would have a different reason to want to kill himself. Yeah. Let's go to Ray. Ray, you're on with Double M. How you doing, Mark? Terrific. Uh, Mark, my question is about the uh, protest in the NFL. Um, basically, what has to happen in order for the players to want to stand up again? Um, I know what they're protesting. Well, they, they uh, have to be told not to stand up. I mean, not to kneel. They have to put I mean, in a legitimate rule. I, I don't mean it on that aspect. What in their minds has to happen? Um, no more police brutality? See, uh, I, I, I think, well, you're never going to eliminate police brutality. I don't think exactly. there will ever be the perception that it's improved a great deal. But 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 what you have to do is let them get bored with it. Okay. And I, and I, I think they had every right to do it as long as uh, work, you know, regulations permit. But But I think had they not met about it and come up with a rule that's not a rule... I think it was fading away. Less guys were doing it. The only reason a ton of guys started doing it last year was because Trump called them sons of bitches and basically challenged them to do it. And i got to tell you, I would have knelt at that point myself. Despite not believing in in expressing it that way, I wouldn't do it. But I would have done it then because I'm not going to let somebody call me a son of a bitch and challenge me. But by kneeling more at that point, he played right into their hands. Exactly. I, I, I was just curious if there's like uh, you know a, a time period. Okay, nothing's happened for six months. We can stand again. They needed or, to or, just let it bleed out, and they didn't do that. Let's go to AJ. AJ, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, World Cup starts next week. I was curious to see your thoughts on who uh, you think is going to take the World Cup and who a dark horse might be. Uh, if if Mo Salah was healthy, Egypt would be a dark horse. But, but they don't know if he's going to be available even for the group stage. And if he's not, they won't make it through the group stage. And even if he is available, who knows how good he'll be. Uh, and, of course, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I would say that. Uh, I think Uruguay's a dark horse. I don't know what they're seeded, but Suarez and Cavani up front, they've got a couple really good battle-tested midfielders as well. As far as who's favorite, I think the winner's going to be Brazil, Germany, or Spain. And I would be absolutely shocked if a team other than those three won it. And if you made me say who the best teams are in order, I would rate Germany 1, Brazil 2, Spain 3. And I'm sure Germany, to me, is a heavy favorite because they're defending champs, they have a good deep squad, and no team executes with money on the line like Germany. Except, of course, in World Wars.
That was the greatest chant ever. England beat Germany in the finals of the 1966 World Cup. And England's underachieved in international football. That's the only time they've won the World Cup, the only final they've been in. And, uh, and uh, the next time England played Germany, the English fans chanted, one World Cup, two World Wars, one World Cup, two World Wars. And that's pretty funny. Time now to ask Mark anything. Ask me anything you like about anything you like. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I would want total and absolute autonomy. Hey, Mark. Great show. Are you part psychic? Well, I'm actually more neurotic than psychic. The X at 105.9. Here's a great headline on Deadspin, and I hate Deadspin, but this is too good to not read. The NFL is too dumb to realize that Donald Trump is never going to stop with this crap. Right on the money. Time not to ask Mark anything, and you can do so by dialing 412-333-WXDX. It's brought to you by our good friends at Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and shop house, and it's located in the Strip. Check out Chapino, the home of the super genius burger. It really is good, too. Let's go to Derek in the car. Derek. Ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Great. Hey, uh, when you go to all the shows you go to, you know the bands play the slow tunes. Do you hold up a lighter? No, I do or not. A cell, Neither. Or a cell phone light? Neither. Neither? Uh, nope, I'm not, high pre- I'm not in high school anymore, but thank you for the call. Let's go to Sean in the car. Sean, ask Mark anything. What's wrong with Italian soccer? They didn't even qualify for the World Cup. Will they ever regain their prominence? Oh, I think they'll regain. I just think they got into a bad run, and I think they trusted older players for too long. Anything else? No? Good. Arrivederci. Leaves the line open, 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike. Ask Mark anything. How you doing, Mark? Great. Where do you see John Tavares landing in free agency? I don't know. That's a good question. Where do you think? Something tells me the Flyers are going to make a run at him. I'm sure they will. Uh, they try to make a run at everybody. I don't know what their cap situation's like. I know that Tavares would be particularly interested in going to a team only marginally better than the Islanders. Um. I think Tampa's going to make a run at him, even if they have to trade Kucherov to create the cap space. That's interesting. So, um, uh, you think the Caps wrap it up tomorrow? Yeah, I do. It's terrible, but I think they do. I think Vegas just just sees the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's an oncoming train. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Jess. On the Parkway, Jess, ask Mark anything. Double M, double M. Yes, yes. Have you ever seen the Irish sport hurling? It's like lacrosse with baseball bats. No, it's like a flattened, like kind of like field hockey stick, right? They juggle the ball in the air, correct? Yeah, but they beat the crap out of each other with them. I have no interest whatsoever. Anything else? Nope, you're the man. Thanks for the call. Leaves the line open, 412-333-WXTX, which is my way of saying... We have two calls lined up, and there's five minutes left in this segment, and that might not quite get us through. You know what You know what I hate about Ask Mark Anything? I mean, a lot of things. 
But in particular, I can have these great topics all through the show. We don't get that many calls. And I don't take that many calls. That's okay. But ask Mark anything. If I give you a chance to be stupid, the phones just light up. Let's go to Tom in West Virginia. Tom, ask Mark anything. Please hang up. Let's go to Cliff in Squirrel Hill. Cliff, ask Mark anything. I had a question about the Leonard Skinner concert. Why are you going to that concert and supporting those guys when their main symbol is a rebel flag? Oh, they like dropped that, racist. actually. They dropped that. You're a super racist. That's what everyone thinks of well, when they think of Skinner. I'm going to go. And if you'd like to go, I'd like to have you sit with me so I can spit in your face every couple minutes. Anything else? I will spit right in yours back, you racist. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have the guts. You'd ask me for my autograph and offer to offer to offer to mow my lawn. Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Let's go to uh Steve in Bentleyville. Steve, ask Mark anything. Hey, you're talking about the top teams for the World Cup. How come you didn't add the French in there? They got a pretty stacked team going in. I just don't trust the French in anything competitive. Soccer, war, don't trust them. Let's go to, I mean, I mean, you know, their national anthem's a medley of Les Marseillais and uh, Deutschland über alles. Let's go to Jeff and Beth. That was a great red foreman line, by the way. Uh, it was the it was the second last episode of the series, and the foreman's looking to sell their house and move to Florida to retire. And uh, Kitty goes, uh, Kitty goes. Well, we have people coming to see the house, and um, and uh, oh, I forget the name. I can't even think of a random French name right now. A last name, like the family name. Anyway, uh, she says that she said an obvious French name. And Red goes, oh, I don't want a Germans living in my house. He goes, well, that's a French name, honey. He goes, yeah, and they'll turn over to the first Germans that knock on the door. Let's go to Jeff in Bethel Park. Jeff, ask Mark anything. I'm in Conneaut. What's should that? I, what, what restaurant should I go to? I'm in Conneaut right now. That's not what you called to ask about. You called to ask about Clint Hurdle. Mama Bears. Mama, There is no Mama Bears anymore. I uh, know. Well, go there anyway. Goodbye. Let's go to Ken and Bethel Park. Ken, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. If the um, economy keeps going the way it is now, do you think it'll be the strongest economy since the 80s or 90s? Or do you think it'll start to tank again? See, I don't pay attention to that. I just pay attention to how I'm doing, and I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> like, No, I'm very serious. Why would I care about the economy in general? Well, I'm just, you know, if we have another bubble that breaks or something happens, um, you know, it's nice to know. Well, guess what I have if the bubble breaks? Lots of cash. All you need is cash. Da-da-da-da-da. That's performed by the Ruddles. Let's go to Zach in Bridgeville. Zach, ask Mark anything. Big Sexy, what up? What up? Not much. Uh, I had this uh, Big Shot Bob... uh, Wink, Don, and Carnegie, that, uh, the Big Sexy, they're unreal. I was uh, wondering what other flavors do you recommend on there? Well, I have a second flavor named after me that I don't think is on the menu. Save Us 166. Steel City. Now, what's all in that? What's in it's, that? It's another version of Buffalo Parmesan, as is Steel City, which is 
basic Buffalo Parmesan. But but if because that's all I like is Buffalo Parmesan. But if you want a, a different flavor, do you like hot or not so hot? Uh, I do like hot, yeah. Okay, well, the milder is the talk of Beaver Falls. The hotter is the walk of Beaver Falls. If you like hot, try the walk of Beaver Falls. It's unbelievable. Really good. Now, I tell you what I tell you what I do like almost as much as that big sexy mark is that, uh, that Napoleon. I tell you what, that's unreal. You know what else is good? Try uh, Frank's. Uh, the Frank Sinatra, I, I think that's what it's called. Frank Sinatra, it's uh, blue cheese and it's uh, blue cheese and red hot sauce. Yeah, it's great. Can't you can't miss it, Big Shot Bob's. Let's go to uh, Brian in North Hills. Brian, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mister Madden, I know I bugged you before about this. You got to catch goodbye, that show. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Let's go to uh, Brian in Squirrel Hill. Brian, ask Mark anything. Okay, Brian's listening to the radio so he can go screw. And now he just heard me to tell him to go screw on the radio. And finally, TC and Coriopolis. And this guy's listening to the radio too. What a dink. Get rid of him. And afterwards, why don't you drop by the yacht club where I'll be christening my yacht. Good talk, see you out there, 105.9.